Hello, Andrew. Hello, Nat. I beat you to it this morning. You did. I started the podcast off. You did. <sighs> well, you start your host. So where do you go from there? Well, I feel it's uncharted waters. I'm, I'm not sure. It feels like quite a lot of pressure. Don't you, like, think about what you want the podcast to be about? I suppose that I... I'm coming from a place where my head is a cloud at the moment and the only ways that I'm able to get out of that cloud is by just spontaneously jumping on anything that's offered to me and something that this podcast does for me at the moment is provides me the opportunity to jump on a topic of conversation which takes me out of my cloudy head. And is that something that I bring to the table? I think so, quite literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just around the table. Yeah. Okay. So, Nat. Yes. Yesterday, my ADHD tablet arrived. I uh, took one this morning. Just one. None okay. of this double dropping. No. <laughs> <laughs> and... I've taken it. Okay. That's yeah. exciting, is it? It is. Okay. I think it's a very exciting start to mm-hmm. to this new venture that I'm taking myself on. I used to be quite against taking medication and stuff like that until I had my little breakdown and then I took some serotonin reuptake inhibitors and they were pretty cool. They worked well. They are anti well, they're antidepressants. And the point of them is that they just balance out your serotonin levels. So, because I used to get really mad spikes and then major drops. And what this does, what the serotonin reuptake inhibitors do, to my understanding anyway, is that they put a blocker on the serotonin being able to be released. So you don't get the chronic highs and you don't get the chronic lows. It just slowly dribbles into your nervous system and gives you a nice warmth blanket. Okay. And thereafter, it gave me the ability to sort my stuff out. And I think it's so important when you take antidepressants that you don't just rely on the medicine. You also take steps to implement what it is that's causing the depression or what you think might be causing the depression. Because I think... Stuff like depression and anxiety, there's your body telling you, hey, something's not right here, something's not going on. I'm not so sure about that with depression, because um, I think depression is quite different for a lot of people. But I definitely know for myself, my depression came from obviously losing my dad when I was younger. That kind of put depression into my world of that that's a place where my mind can go. But I think older, it kind of came from a place of just being lost, as the Germans would say, Walton Laws, means that you're rootless. And I think that being in the position where you can take medication to kind of silence your demons long enough for you to sort out what it is that you think might be causing your depression or anxiety is a good thing. I think anxiety's got a bad name. But I think it's actually very underrated. I think it's actually a part of you. It's your body telling you, hey, something's really wrong here, or I'm not happy with this, or there's too much pressure on this, and I can't I can't take it. 
and my limited understanding of chemicals, for me, I believe that an over-feeling of anxiety is the build-up of cortisol. And then if your body hasn't got any way of releasing that, then it just kind of overloads you and tries to shake it out of you. That's why after you've been in an accident, you go into shock, you get the trembles. My understanding is that that's the cortisol trying to make its way out of your body. That's why stuff like exercising is so important because you're getting all of that out of your system. You're just blowing off all the cobwebs within you and i'm quite looking forward to being on this these tablets to see if it can clear my mind a lot more and allow me just to leave lead a life that's not a struggle so what is the nature of the struggle for you at the moment which you put down to something to do with adhd which you're hoping this medication will alleviate for you will take away for you Great question, that. Thank you for asking. I mean, it's an I, absolute pleasure. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think a big problem that I've always had is to be in the position of being to doing. So I could be sitting on the sofa, or I could be in bed, or like, I need to get up now. And I'm like, okay. And then that into transitioning into actually getting up, sometimes I just malfunction and I don't know how to do it. And there's... There's other things where, I mean, we've talked in past episodes about awkward things where you just blurt something out without really thinking about it. Except my impulses, they also go into business. Like, I'll see an opportunity with these, like these, with these toilet trailers. Where I was like, oh, that's something. I could sell those out. And then I just bought them. And then now put my savings into some toilet trailers and I need to rent them out to because that's my business now, that's how I need to make money, because I've stopped doing a few of my other things. And coaching, the amount of clients I want isn't enough to cover all my bills. I don't want to take more clients on, because then I think the value of my coaching goes down. So it's just without thinking too far ahead of just jumping into situations like that, and then only being able to focus on, on that thing. And what I usually do is have, you know, three or four different projects on the go, where if I have a distraction, I'll distract myself into a different project that I'm doing instead of starting something else or um, just completely missing the point. And it's really affected my workflow, which I've, over the last couple of weeks, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on this and realizing I am coming to the stage where I'm taking these tablets. I feel when I'm doing work, I'm not actually progressing. And I think there's a lot in there that I'm kind of being a bit harsh on myself. I am accomplishing things, but not to the level that I know I'm capable of doing. Okay. And that's frustration. That's frustrating. So the more you're pushing yourself into wanting to be at the level of work that you know you're capable of and you're not doing it, you start building up a wall. And the more you push against that wall, the bigger the wall gets. And I feel for some reason, I don't see this is what's interesting because I don't know if it's the placebo of the medication, if it is the medication, or it's just a frame of mind where I feel at the moment when I'm pushing against that wall, the wall isn't getting bigger. And diagnosis is such a humongous topic of conversation and it's such an interesting topic and it's one that people have very often have very strong stances on strong opinions on especially of course in the field of mental health some people are very very pro diagnosis they believe very much in the diagnostic manuals and other people are perhaps 
anywhere on the end of the spectrum, completely against diagnoses. And then other people are somewhere on in between, you know? Yeah. I think it can be really helpful if there are diagnoses words being thrown around to understand what that means to the individual, what they understand about that diagnosis, why they're looking into it, whether they're for it or against it, what their stereotypes and stigmas and beliefs about it might be. Yeah, I think that would be quite quite helpful to have. With the whole ADHD thing, I didn't really... I, I've heard of it, but I never fully understood what it was or, or how it works. And I still don't, to be honest get it my understanding from when i spoke to my my psychiatrist um explained it like there are parts of your brain your left side and your right side and sometimes through ptsd or something traumatic that you've been through those connections get broken so it could be where i struggle to transition from being to doing that that was something that that's just malfunctioning that that's broken and what the what these tablets are supposed to do is help with with making that bridge so it's easy to stay on track to stay focused and stay on what it is that you want to be doing and i used to be so against medication so against it and actually i'm i still am i i think the misunderstanding is that you just take the medication and then everything's going to be fine when it's not the medication is just there to help you along the way to make it easier for you to make it fine for you to work out what's wrong or to learn how to implement tools to deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with and i think that's not really that point isn't really made across often like just being put on antidepressants and then going like okay here you go take these for the rest of your life obviously they you're, ne- you're never really on antidepressants for the rest of your life you get put on tell you to take it for a couple of months and then see how it goes and some people it works and some people do have to be on for the rest of their lives um but for me i think i was i was on on sris for maybe like six seven months and then that was enough for me to sort everything out but i did i changed everything changed my friends changed my drinking well i stopped drinking stopped smoking went to the gym constantly started a business i had something that i felt was mine and a project to really sink my teeth in met Lindsay at the same time i think i was quite fortunate i mean i say fortunate i did put a lot of hard work into it but i was quite fortunate that, I, that my work paid off for me and i'm hoping that with this this adh stuff tablets that it's the that it's the same thing hopefully we won't have to take it forever but at least it will just allow me to get on and do things and complete them so the time thus so my time isn't wasted because it's quite easy being busy and doing things isn't it it's it's when you are working on projects like for instance a simple task would be if you've got a vehicle for sale and then you just need to clean it and then put it up on ebay if you get to the whole progress to the whole point and then it asks you to put the miles on the on the form and you think oh i'll go and check what the mileage is in the car and then you go to the car and you're like oh i need to go to the shops to get this quickly and then you go to the shops to get this and then you come back and then you forgot about it all that step is all, everything up to then is wasted because you haven't done the task of you putting the car onto the ebay to sell hasn't been done so all the time cleaning the car uploading it getting all the information if you don't see it through then that's wasted and you think okay i'll, I'll get around to it tomorrow but then god 
animals so they'll need attention and then I'll need to go off and deal with something with that and then by the time I come back the car's dirty so I think okay I'll do it on the weekend because I need to rewash the car so I can get some photos and you get caught into this just constant cycle of working on a project but you never actually get to the point of getting it done because there's always one thing that you still need to do to finish it off and then you can upload it and with ADHD I feel a lot of the time that's this those systems is where I'm stuck at where I've got 60 projects going on I just need to do one or two things in all of them to finish them off but getting to that stage it's very difficult to complete it without getting distracted and then by the time you get distracted you're focusing on something else completely unintentionally and then again you're back to circling something else off you think oh yeah I still got to do this one quickly that I can do that quicker than this project so I'll just finish that off but then you get to a point in there where you nearly get it done and then oh, I'm quite hungry I'll just do it after dinner and then you just never go around to it. So how many people do you know in life who don't experience the world like that who don't get distracted by this and that who don't have lots of unfinished projects? I think it's a part of life I think everyone deals with it I think it's a muscle that you train and I think that there's often you are there are stages in your life where you're just able to get shit done. We're just able to knock everything off the list consistently for a long period of time, and sometimes you're just not. But I think they're muscles. That's a habit. That's a trait that people have. That's why successful people stay successful because that's their trait. Same with people who are able to make money. They're able to consistently make money because that's just a trait that they have. They know how to do it. And it's hard to transition from constantly spending money to constantly making money or saving money if that's not part of your routine or your habit. And habits are usually quite difficult to break if you're not aware that you're doing them. Because it's quite easy to constantly be doing something and trying and hoping to get different results. And it could be that you are thinking you are doing something different, but you're still doing the same thing. And then you're still getting the same results and you're like, fuck, why hasn't this worked yet? And I don't think that's discussed often enough. It's a very interesting way to frame diagnoses through an understanding of habit. And it's similar what you're saying here to what you were saying about when you were experiencing depression in your younger life, how it was the medication alongside significant habit, life, attitude changes, diet changes, health changes, exercise changes, social changes, which enabled you to transition from one state of being to a different state of being. And much like that time, this situation that you're currently in has similarities you are going to be taking the medication but you're also going to be changing certain aspects of your life this podcast is relatively new it's an opportunity to reflect to slow down to consider things in a different way you're going to be I think you've spoken about joining the gym doing more swimming doing more kickboxing changing certain elements and so I think just as a general rule, it's very difficult to pinpoint one outcome on one thing. It Not for you, but for humans in general, because totally. there are so many variables yeah. going on all of the time. And this is the thing, is that it's not just changing... For me, I believe that most of the time it's not changing one thing that will do it. It's that you need to change all the other things that could potentially be... Um, what's the word? 
what if it's a variable then you need to change it or play around with it or see how that could could differ because you'll start realizing once you start changing one habit for instance if you're going to start going to the gym that's not going to do enough if you're still eating the same shit food all the time absolutely so okay you go to the gym and then you realize you want to get more out of it so you start eating healthier you start eating healthier you might see okay this is actually affecting my budget because i'm spending more money on food right so then you think okay well then to mitigate that from happening you buy things in bigger bulks and then you have last night's dinner for today's lunch with that you're already changing your eating habits you're going to start changing the way that you cook and now you've changed your routine because you're also going to the gym and it just spirals on like that but you can't just change one thing everything needs to stay constantly updated and with it and with stuff like depression on anxiety to me for for me depression's very that's my soul that's being malnourished if i don't follow my aims or feel like i'm progressing for long enough my i don't feel like i'm feeding my soul what it wants or what it needs i'm not giving it any color it's just going stale and the more stale it is the more acidic it gets and then the more acidic i feel and then that's when depression kicks in with that in mind for me chasing my dreams and constantly doing something that makes me feel like I'm progressing is my coping mechanism for staying out of depression. And it's interesting that a lot of the time we try to fix a sense of feeling overwhelmed by adding more. And if I explain that more detailed in more details... We, let's say, we're feeling very overwhelmed. We have many different projects. We're struggling to attend to all of those different projects. We can have a tendency many more times in life to say, right, I need to add something into my life. I need to add going to the gym or or medication or X, Y, or Z and add this to my life because then it will reduce the overwhelm. Another interesting way to look at it is, does that make sense? It can make sense, of course, and it's going to be completely unique to each individual. And like we've said, there's all the different variables going on at all the times. But how about we also consider what we can take away? There is an irony of that. There is a paradox of that. I'm overwhelmed. What can I add? Well, what about we declutter? We declutter. Very true. And if we are aware that we have many different projects going on and we're not able to attend to all of these and we're feeling stressed about the X, Y and Z, well, what can we reduce? And often the initial answer to that is, no, 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 I can't change anything. But why are we holding on? This is this is a practice of letting go. Well, because we live in a society where... If you let go of something, it means that you've lost or you've given up. Or failed, maybe. Or failed, yeah. And it's very liberating to try and live a very minimalistic lifestyle where you don't have a lot and you just focus on experiences instead of having things. I find it very difficult to get rid of clothes. Always, always had it. Um, I think it kind of comes from when I was younger. I always got my... Like, because I'm the the youngest one, I was got the hand me downs. So having my own stuff was like, I'm going to cherish this forever because it's not. It's been. I'm the first one to have this. But getting rid of things and decluttering is so important because you can't start a new project if you haven't closed your old ones yet. And it help you get a lot of closure 
from decluttering your living space, where you are, what you have, and the less stuff you have, the less cluttered it is, the less cluttered you feel within yourself. So it is, it's super important to do both. And it's good to go through and see what you have and how to get rid of. And if you find out you have a, well, a, a good way, if you, if you find out you have a lot of things, a good way to see whether you need that or not, especially with, for instance, say you've got cupboards full of stuff, put a post-it note on it. Every time you take it, every, if you ever use it, take that post-it note off and then set a reminder for the following year, that same date. Then when I'm, when you come to the following year, go through everything, and if it's got a poster note on it, you haven't used it in a year, and then you can reassess whether you actually still need that or not, or whether you're holding on to it just for the sake of holding on to it. And you can do the same with your clothes. If you put the hanger, the if you have all your clothes on hangers, you put them in with the hanger going towards the back, the hook going towards the back. Put all your clothes in the cupboards with the hook going towards the front. And then you'll be able to see by the end of the year, whatever hanger is still facing forwards, you know you haven't touched that in a year. So do you really still need to be holding on to it? And if it's little stuff that's, you know, that's not a lot, get rid of it. If you really need it, go and buy it again. And chances are you'd probably be able to get something a little bit better and maybe a little bit cheaper. But just declutter is so important part of life. And I think, of course, we can talk about decluttering our physical space, which, like you've said, it's so, so valuable. It's definitely something that I find incredibly important and incredibly helpful for me and is something that comes naturally to me, which I'm aware of as well. For me, cleaning, being very neat and tidy is a a so-called characteristic or trait of mine. And other people struggle because it doesn't come so naturally so that's a skill that they might have to work harder to develop but nevertheless I find it very important to be somewhere neat somewhere clean somewhere um tidy and it gives me that feeling of right I'm ready I'm 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 organized I can feel ready to engage so we have that sense of cleaning the physical space around us but also let's consider how we can declutter our habits declutter the 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 activities the you know we have 24 hours in each day what are we doing with that time what can be decluttered from that schedule which is taking up excessive amounts of time that is just unnecessary perhaps there's this sense of i have no time i wish i i want to be a painter i want to be a writer but i don't have time and yet, if you look at the schedule, you spend half an hour on makeup every day and, you know, this or that and that. There, there are going to be tiny little things that we can take and everything adds up, everything accumulates. It really does. And there's there's two points I'd, I'd love to make on this. Firstly, we all we all have the same amount of time in a day. So if you are too busy and you never find that you're able to do things... A good thing is is just to make a like an Excel list of the hours of when you get up. So we get up around about six, and then we go to sleep around about nine. So every hour during that, and then just print it off, have it somewhere around, set an alarm for the hour, and every time that alarm goes off, write down what you did that hour. 
And then what you're able to do after a week or two, you're able to see patterns of what it is that you're constantly doing. And then you can see whether what's in there, if that still holds any value or not, and what it is that you want to take out. And the second one is, is where you see famous people, where they're able to accomplish so many things, write a book, put a brand out, do these movies, join on this and that. And what you need to remember is that although we only have 24 hours, if you hire somebody that works for you for 24 hours, now you've got 48 hours per day instead of just your 24. So when there is a person who's got a team of six or seven people working with them, they're able to get a week's worth of work, of progress done in a day. And people tend to forget that. So if you've got people, if you don't have anyone working for you, you've only got your 24 hours. And it's the same within business. It's important that as soon as you can start outsourcing work and free up some time that you can focus on the bigger picture, you do it. Have a good quality product, but as soon as you can hire somebody, take someone on to offload the the weight of what you're doing. So you're able to progress instead of just trying to keep the business afloat. What a helpful perspective to understand time in that way, that when we are working alone on whatever task that we're working on, whether that is a physical project or our own mental health or our own physical well-being, when we are working alone, we have 24 hours When we work with another, we have 48 hours. After this, my math doesn't work, so I'm not going to continue. Mm, (laughs) But what an amazing, what an amazing and helpful way to see it. And also, like you're sharing here, to allow ourselves not to compare what we're trying to do to other people. Yeah. Which is very easy to do. When we are calling ourselves a failure, when we are saying I procrastinate, when we say I'm not getting stuff done, I'm lazy, I'm this and that, well, we're comparing ourselves to either other people who are achieving, who we admire, or to a best version of ourselves. Yeah. All of the variables that were present when we were that best version of ourselves are not necessarily the same variables or indeed are absolutely definitely not the same variables as the person that we are in this moment. And to just honour who we are in that moment, to honour and respect ourselves enough to look at what we are doing with our time, how we are experiencing the cloudiness or, or clearness of our own mind, of our own emotions, of our physical health. Super valuable. I think so, yeah. So, you have started a new part of your new chapter today in the form of some little... What colour pills are they? Mm, They're like yellowish. Little yellowish pills? Mm, Yeah. It's quite interesting with these. They've got this slow-release coating on them. Okay. So, when when I first got them out, I spoke to my doctor and said, look, I have a habit of getting side effects of tablets. So I'd rather just start with half a dose, take it and see how I go. And then if I have a couple of days of being fine on half dose, I'll start on the, I'll start on taking the full dose. And they're like, no, 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 do not do that. Do not cut the pill in half. Don't crunch it. Don't crack it. If it's cracked, do not take it. I was like, why? It says if you do that, then you'll get the full dose in one go instead of over eight hours because it's got this slow release film on it wow interesting. so mm, so i was like okay well i'm not going to do that then i'll just I'll just take it and at the moment i feel fine i took him out six six this morning or so so there's been four hours and i've had the chance for it to to kick in or to do stuff 
And I don't feel I feel fine. Are you feeling feel... limitless? Like that amazing <laughs> right? movie? I thought that's how it might be. Bow, 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 bow. I'd have written Lynn get once. Get shit done, get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have written Lynn once when I was younger and it just made everything so clear and so focused. I took a lot. So that maybe had like quite an quite an influence on it. But that was quite interesting because when I when I took that, I took that with some friends over in Denmark. And they were all quite like bouncy and buzzy and I was just very spaced out and everything just seemed very clear. I was like, oh, I'm a different effect to these guys. It was only after when I discovered what Ritalin was for that I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. So it's about that finding that balance. You have within you your own chemical makeup. Each individual has their own chemical makeup which is going to have similarities to other people and it's going to also be quite unique plus you've got everything else that's going on within you and when you're taking drugs or engaging with different projects or engaging with different attitudes that's going to merge with with your own kind of innateness what you're bringing to the table yeah that's and that's the thing i it it affects everybody differently as it stands I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. I'm looking forward to getting things done. And while I am talking, I, I do feel a bit tingly. And I do feel a bit, like, hyper. I do feel a bit rushy. Well, I would say mm. let's finish this podcast off and you go and go rush and around to done. do your get shit done, my boy. Yeah, yeah I think so. It'll be, it'll be interesting, but it'll be quite nice to also have it with the podcast of listening to myself and see if I realise there's any changes in what it is that I'm saying or how I'm speaking. I did I do feel like I'm talking a lot more than I normally do. And this is where the placebo might come in. That's so interesting, isn't it? This is just the placebo is the medication that's actually helping. Are we even here at all? Who knows? Da 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 Bye. Ciao.